0: Are you ready for the Low Blows Network? Every Wednesday on the Low Blows Network, the Low Blows team are at hand to break down, analyze, and make fun of all things pro wrestling. Hosted by former pro wrestler Rick Nash I think the only reasonable thing we can do now is Turn John Cena heel Selfie with me fucking dog Banned from Nigeria <laughs> I will be talking to the government tomorrow <laughs> YouTube star Corporate keen.
1: This elephant has four legs Joe has four legs Joseph Stalin, if he had two more legs Bonesaw rips off his shirt, yeah And it says, Chuck your law Big dirty tricolor. <laughs> it's it's, it's
0: <laughs> queen of irish West, katie harvey i won't watch the just cm I'm just punk i'm so or... embarrassed cm punk <laughs> <laughs> it's low blows Bravo! Congratulations to Tyrone who, uh, poor Mayo, uh, put an absolute beating on a Mayo team who had done the hard part. They had ended Dublin's dynasty in the semi-finals after losing so many finals to them over the years. So much bad luck. They played the game of their lives and then absolutely balled it when it came to the finals. So they got the exact same outcome as beforehand. They just got to beat Dublin along the way. Uh, But as we get kicked off here... On another edition of Love Lows, Rick Nash, Katie Harvey, Corbett Keen in the house as always. Guys, who in wrestling is clearly cursed and why? Kate, what's that you?
2: Well, I thought this would be a real obvious answer, but, like, wrestling as a whole is cursed. Just everything in it. Everyone. Everyone is cursed. It's... It's... it's <laughs> Sorry, am I letting... Am I letting...
0: It's getting very real. It's getting getting very very bleak, like, (laughs) straight away.
2: (laughs) Well, I thought that was better than out one particular person as being a curse. Okay, yeah, that's (laughs) fair.
0: There's no good answer to this, but, like, I did ask specifically who. One person? Yeah.
2: And then you asked, did you pick yourself? Um, <laughs> which I suppose is also an applicable answer. So if you don't want me to say wrestling as a
0: whole, uh, we'll go with me then. Okay, fair enough. That's okay. That's that's
1: right. <laughs> I have loads of answers for this. Oh yeah, but Wade Barrett is is the answer I'm thinking of. Like oh. he's he's absolutely cursed. He, he tries something in WWE and it's like oh it's gonna be deadly and, and then he get injured and he tries again and he gets injured again. And he tries bad news, you know what I mean? Like, the bad news Barrett stuff was so funny. And then he got injured again, you know what I mean? He just kept getting injured and now he's a commentator. But he had so much talent. Like, he's one of the people who I'm like, when I look at wrestlers, whose careers have been, like, completely fucking torn apart with injuries. I'm like, that's probably, like, top of the list for me. Wade Barrett could have been a world champion. Mm. So, obviously, there's, there's, there's people out there who have had, like, worse luck. But what I mean is that, like, if we're talking, like, consistently, like, consistently, like, bad things or, like, sort of, shite look
0: as opposed to like one really horrible thing, it'd probably be Wade Barrett. Okay, interesting stuff. Uh, guys, busy week to come. We had all out last week and now WWE were put in the corner and asked to come out swinging. Uh, did they do so? We're going to be discussing it. They certainly had uh, big news. They had, of course, their return to Madison Square Garden on SmackDown. Uh, a lot of controversy around that though as well. And they had Money in the Bank in which they telegraph. We're going to be discussing that as we go on. And then a relaunch of NXT. So how did it all go? How- how are WWE sitting in kind of the, the war now that AEW has kind of turned up the stakes? We're gonna be discussing it all. But first we're gonna get kicked off as we always do with the news. Because ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Queen versus King. Queen versus King, because my team co-host. Our good friends—they're even better enemies. So, what we do to discuss the wrestling news of the week is we pick the top five stories of the week. We put 30 seconds on the clock, and uh, we get—I asked my co-hosts for their hot takes on it, and we get points for punditry. We've been keeping score as the year has gone on. Uh, Keen had raced out into a, a, a formidable lead, at three points ahead at 16:13. Of course, last time we did this, Katie ended up firing back. So, could this be a comeback, or was last week just uh, an anomaly? We shall find out as we go. Keen, you're going to go first this week and first we're going to get kicked off with the PWI 500 that was released last week and then Kenny Omega number one with Roman Reigns and Lashley right behind him, Kota Ibushi was the top non-WWE or AEW name in fifth and Ireland's own Finn Balor was in eighth but I want you to hit me with your PWI 500 annual hot take though. It's an absolute fucking
1: disgrace right, the one thing when we look at the PWI 500 what are we looking at? We're looking at the top 458, those are the real prestigious spots there. The top 458, and who do I see sitting in position number 459? Only Lorcan. And that's what, obviously, I, I, I hate to go for the obvious, I know everybody knew I was gonna say that, but like it is really the biggest travesty of the entire thing. He's in behind Dan Maloney, he's in behind Sal Bernaro. he's in behind Jesse Goddard. What has Jesse Goddard done in years? I don't know. And yet Only Lorcan is 459 despite all his talent. Absolute disgrace,
0: and fucking raging over it. He was a tag team champion during the year, wasn't he? An NXT tag, tag Team Champion. Former NXT Tag Team Champion, that is yeah. correct. Where was uh, Eric Rowe? I, I
1: was too scared to check. because <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean isn't it, like what is the, what's the time frame? Is it like, what month are be in now, September? Yeah. yeah. So it'd go back, like his release from WWE wouldn't, like that was before yeah. the time period So and he's done nothing since that. so I'm like I'm not even checking it. I don't <laughs> want to check it. That's
0: <laughs> fair. Uh, okay, uh, annual PWI 500, hot take. So,
2: there was women in with a 500 this year, mm-hmm. okay, you should get their own list. I don't have an issue with that, I mean, women equality, yay. Uh, <laughs> my issue is, out of the 29 women in the PWI 500, not a single fi- 500?
1: <laughs> no, you said PWU. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 Bill Boyd is in it 11 times. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's
2: not the P. No, the P.W.I. 500. I have an actual can, point to
0: make.
2: <laughs> There's 29 women listed, and my issue is that not a single one of these wrestlers are WWE wrestlers. So my hot take is the P.W.I. 500 <laughs> is unfairly uh disadvantage in WWE in their list because like if you're telling me that Charlotte hasn't had a better year than Janie Kai or Kai McKenna I mean I think that's that's probably just not true. Yeah. Like Charlotte's had at least seventeen title reigns in the last twelve months. Yeah. So I think they're they're unfairly uh, penalized in WWE for some reason.
0: Okay, uh, I'm going to give you the point there because you were kind of sabotaged by Keane uh, and <laughs> you right it, was, it was an it was an inter, it was an interference in a DQ finish. I was, it was
2: a good point I made anyway.
0: Oh, I don't think it. Well, I mean, they're they're in their own like. P- I think it's.
1: Actually, I don't know how it works. I'm not going to... I'm not even going to buy it. I'm going to get it wrong. <laughs> it's a it. list, isn't it? Like, wins and losses, man. Yeah, but I think... I need, is it like... Because they have their own top 50. So yeah. it's like... I'm assuming the people who are left over are the people that make the 500 who don't make the top 50.
2: That makes
0: no sense I don't understand it But I think that's the system Yeah no that's That's a weird ass system Okay fair enough We'll go with that And PW500 Probably going to be the episode title (laughs) Uh, It was revealed That the plan To add Adam Cole To the WWE main roster Was to have him manage A heel Keith Lee Similar to how Leo Rush operated With Lashley beforehand Did he dodge a bullet here Or are you secretly raging We didn't get to see this Katie
2: I am so glad We dodged this bullet This is shite like like Keatley is way more charismatic than Adam Cole, so why would Adam Cole be his manager? You know what I mean like I don't I don't I don't get why you'd put the more interesting person to be the quiet one, so I yeah, I'm so glad this isn't happening
0: okay, it is a hot take where you're like. Adam Cole was the shy part of that. <laughs> it is a brave one Less
2: take. charismatic. Okay
0: fair enough, uh, Corbin Keane what you got? I think it was fucking shite. I'm delighted we didn't get it.
1: Um, if you look at Leo Rush on Raw with Lashley, it, Leo Rush on Raw was very underutilised and the storyline actually actually led to nothing. But the reason I'm delighted this didn't happen is because this is Vince McMahon's idea of a good idea. Could you imagine when he gets bored of Adam Cole <laughs> I and mean, when he's like, ah oh, he's actually kind of shite when I'm to do something else instead. Um, I think he would have been absolutely fucking wasted compared to what he's doing now. you going to be something light if he dodged a bullet.
0: Okay, really good point, Corbett Keane. Point to you. Uh, Thoughts are with Samoa Joe, who was last week, for, or this week, forced to relinquish the NXT Championship due to a number of injuries that he's currently dealing with. Do NXT, now they're in their 2.0 phase, have the star power to pull through another big loss for them? Absolutely. If you watched NXT
1: this past week, it was just littered with star power, top to bone. Braun Breaker, Von Wagner. LA Knight, all the stars were out, and for me, like that's what it's all about. You know what I mean? Wrestling's all well and good, but you need to have the name value to back it up, and that's what they had—name value—and it's it's gonna draw the ratings, I'm telling you now.
0: Okay, Kaylee, what do you think? Star power to to get past Mojo's injury.
2: I was gonna disagree, just be pedantic, but I do actually agree they have the star power to pull through, because if they don't, then NXT basically shouldn't exist, because NXT was designed to make new stars, so if they can't survive losing one person at the top of the food chain, well then they should probably just fucking pack up shop, and like, make it a reality TV show again.
0: (laughs) Sounds like you just want it to be a reality TV show. That is awesome. (laughs) Point to Katie there, interesting point, I, I like the angle you're talking there. Question 4, GM mode is set to return to WWE 2K22 for the first time since Smackdown vs. Raw 2008. Sources are yet to confirm if it has anything to do with yours truly, using the phrase several times during his FFPW GM tenure. I like to tell myself that before I go to sleep at night. Uh, but guys, what's the first storyline you're going to book in this game though, Katie?
2: Oh, you really, you've really like throwing me a keen question here that I cannot answer. Uh, okay, so hear me out. Adam Cole, but with Keith Lee as his manager, because Keith Lee is the charismatic one in the group. <laughs> I don't have any for this.
0: I was just, I, I, the the is an entity. It's it's an opportunity left on the table. There is all I'm saying. Uh, Corporate game, what you got? Uh, it's one where Walter wins all the belts.
1: <laughs>
0: Point game,
1: <to key>, The <laughs> it. <laughs>
0: <It's a> confidence. <laughs> that's it. The confidence, you just
1: buried yourself with an yeah. anger. It was just like, oh, I don't have an answer. But you had an answer.
0: Yeah. Pretend is the best answer ever. It wasn't, yeah. but if you pretend. Yeah, the comments would be. it's not even the best idea. Like now that, that I think about okay. it, the more, no, the points been given, but like the more I think about it, the more I hate it. But like, you said it, it just, it just overpowered me. Um, so to all as we head into question five, okay, you really need a point here. What does everybody want? A hero apparently, because fair play to Al Snow who saved the child from a riftide wave last week and both escaped injury free. So with this in mind, let y'all appreciate some appreciation. What's your favourite Al Snow moment? So Al Snow did a shoot interview one time,
1: I can't remember who it was with, but the fans were allowed to ask questions. And one person asked Al Snow a question where um, Al Snow once said years ago, if a match doesn't draw money, it's not a good match. Even if it's a technical masterpiece, if it doesn't draw any money, it's not a good match. So the fan asks a question and they say, based off your own logic, if a match doesn't draw money, it's not a good match regardless of its quality. So does that mean it's fair to say that you've never had a good match in your life? <laughs> <laughs> and that to me is the funniest thing I've ever seen ever. So that's <laughs> my favourite Alston moment.
0: I like you, but like he also saved a child's life. So like, maybe let's not use this to dumb it. Maybe give him a week. Uh, Katie, your thoughts?
2: So, you know, little-known fact, me and Al Snow were co-champions of PWU back in the day. <laughs> um, he was the, the heavyweight champion, I was the women's champion. We shared many, many like backstage locker rooms, you know, just trading wisdom and helping out the youngsters in the back, and on his last show, I was like, Al, let's get a photo, and uh, I just like, because I'm a champ, you're a champ, we're the champ at the same promotion and I slung my belt over my shoulder and I was like, put your belt on, Al. And then we got in our pictures and you could just see him questioning every life decision. He'd <laughs> he he's standing in Belfast with me, slinging belts over shoulders. To be like, we are co-champions of
1: this promotion.
2: <laughs> And that's my favourite Al Snow moment, because yeah.
1: I... Hang, hang on, you thought I went higher than Al Snow? That's, that made <laughs> you look awful, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's what <awesome. laughs> i like
0: co-champion with Katie, <laughs> <man. laughs> She did mention PWU, and that is a good That's way to get fair. point off. So, to be <laughs> fair, Katie, you in the week. Pull it back to within one. So, 16-15 to Keane. Uh, we shall continue this next week and see if you can complete the comeback. Anyway, guys, something to talk about the ring stuff of the week. The good and the bad, uh, and starting with the bad. Because, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for...
1: Say something stupid.
0: Say something stupid. Worst moments of the week. In at number five, I'm going to talk about AEW. Just a little thing, okay? Because you remember when... Um, it was the wednesday night wars going on uh, and, and, and kind of people used to be like you know nxt only the oldies watch that that's for the old people because like aw got the 18 to 49 market they got that demo in it and it's like a- nxt is such a like 50 year olds fall asleep to that product and stuff like that and it was like these are the young cool product Um. They're running a storyline, uh, I would say, continued and got really in-depth with on Rampage this week with dual promos uh, that basically pits Sting against Tully Blanchard. <laughs> this is the young promotion, the one that's cool for all the kids. Um, what I have to say that in 2021, question, St- as our WCW resident expert, do you want to see Sting and Tully Blanchard in 2021, Kylie Harvey?
2: Yes. I do. I genuinely- Sound me
0: on it, because I, I, I'm reaching here. Like. But like, this
2: is so funny to me, because obviously everyone knows I love Sting, massive Sting fan, and then Tully Blanchard and in is Phil's favorite wrestler. <laughs>
0: <fan>. So <laughs>
2: I just think this would be a gas match to sit down and watch, right? Um, obviously it's not going to be very good. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're very old, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, both of us will be too stubborn to back down that air guy doesn't have it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. It'll be this weird clash where it's like me versus Phil okay. and like be criticizing the other person and uh, it, it's gonna be very enjoyable to watch.
0: Do you know what? That's why I brought this up because I had a feeling you'd be able to sell me, and you actually have now I'm gonna watch <laughs> these segments just imagining used to and what you'd say based on. Maybe, that, maybe so. we should
2: just do live commentary. You should, now. there you go. <laughs> maybe then. I'll just go on my Instagram live and we'll just we'll just do alternative commentary Sting,
0: Sting like that's it's it we'll just, we'll just like we won't have a show next week it'll just be Sting versus Tony Blanchard the debate to sell at all I don't I don't know I don't know even know if it's going to happen but the quitting promos about each other constantly I'm going to so. message Phil this now just to
2: see his reaction <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know what he says well, <laughs>
0: while you do that in a number four talk to me about Limitless
1: limitless is fucking excellent right this is basically a this is awesome segment right but i just didn't want to clog up this is awesome yeah. but there was it's 90 percent amazing but there's one little thing about it that made me laugh so i'll put it here um limitless basically if you don't know what it is yeah. it's like a promotion in america it's an independent promotion and i saw somebody the other day call it like the best us indie right now and to be honest i don't really think they're wrong uh, it's They've got a whole load of uh, homegrown talent, um, local talent that they use. They build storylines from show to show. The wrestling is fucking excellent. If you haven't seen uh, Daniel Garcia, by the way, is a champion. If you know Daniel Garcia yeah. from AEW and from every indie in America at this stage, uh, he's the champion and he defended his title against J.D. Drake actually at the last show, which was fucking excellent. They also have him. Um, he, he wrestled in WWE as August Gray, but he's now Anthony Green, and this is the fun part about uh, WWE releasing all their kind of like. All the talent that they were kind of stocking up in NXT and 205 Live that could, that were great wrestlers, but they weren't doing anything with them. Now they're released back onto the Indies and go back to their home their home kind of crowds, and it's almost like a WrestleMania moment for them, you know what I mean? But like, obviously on a smaller scale, but it feels massive um, because they're a star and, and they're an excellent wrestler. Anthony Green is uh, is really really good, and, and also the production of this this indie is fucking amazing. It reminds you a lot of like GG Media and all that stuff, nice. you know what I mean? They do a lot of backstage interviews, a lot of. Just, it's just really honestly on top to bottom it's really really good but uh, it's one thing that made me laugh from it i wanted to mention right so um there's this uh heel promotion or heel faction called prestigious and they're basically like these you know charismatic cocky jacked heels and they wanted to let me get this right they wanted to get a wrestler into their faction called Devien. but davian she didn't want to join prestigious so um in the end she turned around and she was like i want to face john alba so john alba is the manager of Prestigious and he's like this cowardly journalist, you know, broadcaster. I think I think that's what he does like outside of wrestling. Um, a side note about him that I feel really interesting. I don't know why I never see this more in wrestling, right? But I noticed when, and I won't remind him of it, like it's independent wrestling, you know what I mean? But like, I just noticed like, whenever he's getting ripped apart in a promo or he's getting beaten up, I noticed that like, he's always trying not to laugh. <laughs> and I, I wonder how this never happens in wrestling more than like, I feel like if I was a wrestler, That's something I deal with a lot. Like how do you not burst out laughing, particularly on the indies where it's very like personal, you know what I mean? It's like you're there with your mates and all that, like doing all this over the top stuff. I actually don't know how we don't see that more where like the person in question is trying not to laugh.
0: It's a real thing. I remember before, Kenny, I'm sure you've got stories. You just forget sometimes. You just look at someone and then you're like, That's my mate. <laughs> and we're just having a laugh, like and then like I remember one time I was ref a match, and then like someone comes up and like threatens me, is like, Shut up, ref, and I didn't flinch I was like, can't. and then they're like, This is real, and I'm like, Oh yeah, oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you have moments as well, like. <laughs> like
2: they all involve Justy.
0: Like, yeah.
2: Like, <laughs> the, the, few, the few times we've tagged together, like I remember we were tagging together, and I think we were against like Angel Cruz and Amy, which was like a comedy match anyway. And like I can't remember, we cut a very back and forth unscripted promo with each other. Me and Justy did. But we just kept making each other laugh and catching each other yeah. and I was just like, Oh yeah, shit, I've I've an actual match in the promo. But like he's probably the main one that's really hard to hold it together yeah. against like he's just
1: too funny. But <laughs> even like like on comedy like, I remember like last time I commented like a Katie match in Phoenix, it was a lot, like this a while ago. But I actually remember i like like when I was commentating like it was hard not to laugh because it was like not not because like oh I was shite or anything like that. I know like <laughs> I mean, expect me to say that. But um no it's like like if somebody you know rest is funny like <laughs> you know what I mean like this, I don't know it's playing a gas but um, that's not even why I put that here I just, that's just a little side note it's it really funny um, they basically <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember what it was I, there was a situation like, there must have been a match this is like going back to the show before the last show where um, she got Davian got her match against John Alba but he had his own stipulation so it wasn't against John Alba it was going to be against the whole prestigious faction and um, if the prestigious lads win, she joins the faction. And then at this show, uh, she got to basically say her own stipulations. Um, Long story short, she was about to get hopped on by the faction, all her friends came in for the save. So her team against his team, if she loses, she joins um, prestigious. But if she wins, she turns around and is just like, (laughs) yo, you are out of limitless wrestling. For the rest of 2021! And immediately I was like, I was like, oh, it's September. September." I, I, I mean, it reminded me so because we're guilty that over like over in Ireland like we've seen it with Ott with Session One where like Defiant One it was like goodbye Session One and it's like she she was back like I think in maybe not the next show like two shows see yeah. what I mean? Darren Carney a Fight Factory you know what I mean he did a big big goodbye we'll see you good luck in Canada you know what I mean he comes back like two shows later oh right? no 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 we
2: actually he didn't miss a show oh excellent <laughs> he was actually
1: only gone for two months I was two
2: months until our next show he actually didn't miss anything
1: it's so funny because like with in India like if that that was a weekly show, you're like, right, he misses a fair, like, two months in weekly TV. You're like, yes, yeah, that's, that's, you know, a lot can happen in, in those two months. But in indie wrestling, if you're only r- running one show a month, it's like, it's like if you're watching that chronologically, logically, it's literally, goodbye, see you never, and then they're back at the next show, you know what I mean? But it's, gosh, yeah, so I'm looking at that, I'm like, right, so that was, like, September. Or maybe their August show, I'm not entirely sure. But even then, if there's, like, three shows left, the next show is the match, so it's gonna be at that. So it's like, <laughs> so if he loses, he's really fighting for, like, Two shows. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I just—I found that really funny. But yeah, I recommend Limitless, actually believe it or not. You know, they're in
0: this, in this segment. I think um, they're fucking excellent. So, uh, yeah. Interesting. Um, In at number three, something I want to talk a lot about. Uh, NXT relaunched this week with NXT 2.0. Uh, I feel like there's going to be a lot to say on both sides. So, let's get to it. NXT 2.0.
2: Yeah, I had a big week for wrestling to come. Yeah. And like pretty excited. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I have here in my notes that uh, Malibu Barbie has a new hat. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's kind of what it felt like to me at first when I tuned into NXT because yeah. like if anyone's seen, they've a very different set now and a very different like color scheme and logo and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But one of the kind of frustrating things to me was it didn't feel like a true reboot. Mm. And that was mainly because they still held over a lot of storylines yeah. from last week and the previous weeks. Um And I don't feel like if you were a brand new fan, and this was the first episode you were watching, I don't feel like it would have felt like it was new. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I think you still would have felt that little bit lost on like what happened in, in previous like feuds and, and who people were and stuff. Yeah. So it did feel a little bit like, Ooh, look, there's a there's a shiny logo and the lights are on, you know? <laughs> I actually like the new theme. I like the yeah, new set. That's so great. And this is what's gonna be frustrating about me talking about NXT is because what I like is tied in so closely with what I didn't like that the lines are gonna blur between right. both categories. So like when it gets into the actual content I have like a problem with the booking of the four-way for the title. Okay. But I thought the match itself was deadly, which is a really frustrating thing to <laughs> me. So, like, the show opened with LA Knight getting bet by Broadbreaker, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Broadbreaker is just so good, man. I, like, oh, no, no, like,
2: He's in this is awesome for me.
1: I, I, I love... So much about this NXT, and I didn't know if I was going to talk about it now or like say. No, uh, awesome. we have
0: Braun Baker coming to play. Like, it's you know, it's I mean, not about Braun Baker okay. necessarily, it's about just
1: everything. Everything about it. Like, I did not even think about the NXT reboot. I just, I was in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to be watching NXT again, you know, this week as usual. You know what I mean? I, I didn't really. By the way, it's NXT 4.0, not 2.0, right? There's the reality yeah, show so, era, yeah. there's a the takeover era, and there's the network era, right? So this is 4.0, for being, never being technical about it, right? But, um, I. Absolutely loved it. I thought when I turned this on, uh, this to me, I, I I, didn't feel the same. I felt this was completely different. This, like, the NXT that, like, a lot of people love, and myself included, I loved all the takeovers and all that stuff, that's fucking dead. Like, I look at this now, I'm like, that's long gone now. But, um... It doesn't actually bother me because we have we have alternatives, we have AEW, we have it's not like if if, if Takeover was to disappear in twenty eighteen, I'd have been like, oh fuck. Like what, what are we gonna do now? You know what I mean? Like but now that we have all the rest and the indies are back as well, just time of limitless there a second go. like there's so much out there that like it doesn't bother me that like I've seen people saying, Oh, this looks like a, a kid show. It's like, Yeah, it fucking is a kid show, like so you
2: know someone what I mean? said it's like world of sport.
0: It, it is I, it's like get, like the, I get that the, vibe the, I, got, I thought it was very like the reboot world yeah, yeah 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 that's yeah, what people yeah. were saying
2: I got that vibe yeah. what
1: I found so so funny about this is that I felt this show was completely different I felt it was completely new and when I saw The Likes of Champa, Pete Dunne Roderick Strong I was like these people look like they've accidentally been left, the, left behind at a kid's party. They, they look very out of place. They don't look like they belong there. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, I know that's, that may seem like an insult, but it kind of makes the whole thing very, very interesting. I was not expecting this at all. I was not expecting Braun Breaker or Von Wagner. It's hilarious. I don't know where they find these people, but it's <laughs> fucking hilarious. Man. Like,
2: what you're saying kind of ties into what my issue was the four-way. So, like, the actual match was deadly, right? But my issue was Champa winning it because if you're gonna usher in a new era of nxt why pick someone who's had right
1: i think the plan would have been for joe to be the champion for a while and i think they're gonna replace all their joe plans with champa i think the idea behind it is that you've got all these young people coming through like we've seen like von wagner <laughs> in the main event straight away and i think the idea is they're gonna have and they've already done it with the end of the show like Braun Breaker, but, uh, like, to, but to go against somebody like Champa, so they go, they've got somebody more experienced to learn from in the ring rather than just facing each other. Because these aren't like indie stars. These are like, you know, performance yeah. centre recruits they found from like, basketball or some but shit. Like,
2: <laughs> I, I get that, but my issue with the booking was, right, it should have been Braun Breaker in the main event. Like, he bet LA Knight in the opening match, okay? So, uh, who was it got taken out? Bob Kyler Kyle Riley. Riley. Kyler got taken out, right? So your man Von Wagner gets his spot because he saved him, there's some air quotes there, but you don't give the spot to the person who's actually that night already beaten one of the competitors in the match. I
1: think the logic behind it is that he has already wrestled, you know what I mean? So it's like a better opportunity for him would be to get the first shot afterwards, after the winner, and they're going that direction. And I'm very intrigued by it.
2: <laughs> yeah, they saved it a little bit at the end for me by <laughs> having that interaction with Ciampa and Braun Breaker, but like, I it just confused the life out of me how your man's first ever match he was inserted into this because he saved Kyle O'Reilly it, from a. And
0: also as well. Like I think I, I I like what you're saying about Ciampa because like to say that he's the experienced one I get it. I, I, but like also the whole thing around Champa was barbie 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 and that's very like that's very like old school NXT. Do you know what I mean? That's that's very like kind of core NXT takeover era. NXT you know what I mean so they're playing off that to kind of like it's not new it's not fresh yeah. it's not something so I, I
2: thought Pete Dunne would be a good choice to win because yeah. I think he's got yeah. enough experience to carry it into a new era but he's like it would still be a fresh turn to new. have him as champion yeah he, you know, him
0: like, in that spot is new yeah he like, yeah, yeah.
2: couldn't put it on LA night because he's just lost in the opener and you can't put it on Von Wagner because even though he wasn't bad he wasn't a standout, I, I you think, know?
1: I think, actually, do you know what? I genuinely thought Von Wagner was winning it as well. Like when he, when he was coming for the pin, I was like, oh my God, they're gonna do this. Like this is gonna be, that's gonna be their statement to be like, look, oh, this is new.
2: <laughs> I, I, I did think that as well. I and mean, I think if it had been a different person in that position, it wouldn't have been a bad way to it. Who go. the
1: fuck is Von Wagner? Is he,
2: is he like, is that, was that the thing you? <laughs> actually, you, you will be the perfect person to ask, right? Did he give you short, great Cali vibes?
1: I suppose. <laughs>
2: Because he walked out and straight away feel went, is this the great Callie's son? <laughs> like go back and look at it, and it, it will confuse you a little bit. There are similarities there.
1: Well, I I love this for the reasons that others would probably hate it. Like it's goofy, it's a hundred percent, it's goofy, childish kids TV, but it's so funny. Like and I, again, we we've got alternatives already. I am curious to know like how like how long are they going to stay on the USA network yeah. now? Because it's like on one hand. I get that wrestling offers you know live weekly TV and that sort of thing but there's gonna be like fuck all stars on this and I think a lot of people are gonna be like right this is not you know my NXT (laughs) you know what I mean but for me it's a fucking banger I'm like this is fucking like this is this because it's different I'm gonna see people in NXT that like I don't see anywhere else and again, like if, if WWE were still in the position where they kind of had a monopoly over wrestling, I'd be like, fuck you know, I want I want my indie stars to get a chance at, at glory. But now that we have AEW, so we don't really need that anymore. So I mean, if they want to bring in Scott Steiner's son and Conor Braun Breaker, I'll be like, this is funny. I'm gonna watch it. Like I'm actually excited for NXT next week because I'm like, what are they gonna do with? It's such a mix now. Cause what are they gonna do with the new people? But what are they gonna do with the people that are still there that didn't get moved yet? You know what I mean? Are they gonna? It's I'm so intrigued. I love this man. This is gas. <laughs> yeah.
0: And we still have the good to talk about, so <laughs> we haven't even finished with uh, NXT 2.0. So anyway, in, we are still in something shooting, So let's talk about number two, Dynamite. I want to bring up, uh, and this match I want to talk about specifically is. Um, because uh, it's based around like the past couple of weeks, we've been talking about the positives and the negatives of all the wrestlers So we had Tommy Dreamer wrestling the Impact Championship match a few weeks ago versus Minoru Suzuki wrestling the main event of Dynamite last week, which we all kind of agreed when it happened. To all out was a fucking cool moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it works and and when it kind of doesn't uh, being the, the key move. Uh, today's it's it's on the bad side of the coin because I want to talk about Dustin Rhodes taking on Malachi Black last week and. Well, it got bad fast. I don't know if you guys have seen this or even the clips or anything like that. Uh-huh. It was really bad. There were so many... Spots that looked awful in the match so first off do you know the spot where like someone is going for a power slam but someone like holds onto the ropes like they're coming to go off and then they grab the ropes really yeah. late and like if you get that right that's savage because the person just flips and does kind of almost like the RKO Randy Orton getting ready for your RKO spot um, but they hurt themselves and then the other person is just bang on top um, the problem is it happened really slowly so Malachi just kind of more walked into the ropes and stopped then went to go and then pulled themselves back so like what ended up happening was Dustin like kind of because it didn't happen at the same time like Dustin they looked at other for a second and then Dustin just went anyway <laughs> for no reason like Malachi had stopped and Dustin just looked like he spazzed or something like he had a fit it was really really bad the next one was this was on Malachi because it was when do you know the spot where Dustin kicks you in the gut and then goes on down to his knees and gives you an uppercut like as he kicked him in the gut, Malachi just broke for a second. <laughs> he just broke and he forgot how to wrestle. Like and he just like ended up selling the uppercut instead. Do you know what I mean? He sold the move that was about to happen. So like he sold he sold the kick by by selling an uppercut. If that makes sense. So he put his head down and went Whoa! <laughs> And it's like, what about your torso, mate? <laughs> and cause you know the spot. Like we're like, oh, that's just so bad. The finish was just Dustin Rhodes kill quitting the match. Um, Black went for Black Mass, and the kick had barely touched Dustin Rhodes, and he's just like, "I'm gone though. <laughs> <laughs> it like it didn't even get near his face. Like it, like Malachi Black's boot just like scraped his arm, and Dustin's like, "Fuck this shit," <laughs> which like again like. Whatever, it's a bad match. I don't want to be kind of one of those people. It can happen, do you know what I mean? But to add to all this, the reason that it's in here is that afterwards Dustin got real insecure and salty about it on Twitter, writing after the match. This is an exact quote that he put up after the match. Aspiring wrestlers, when I am teaching you how to tell a story, pay attention because I promise you that telling a story to your audience will make them feel, then all in caps, THAT'S WHAT YOU WANT! (laughs) Hashtag keep stepping <laughs> it's like Malachi Black is not an aspiring wrestler he's a former NXT champion with a WWE tenure behind him that gets massive reactions Dustin you are a legend I think someone that deserves a Hall of Fame place like with are being dolled out but in that match you did not look like you were teaching anyone it looked like I'm just being like honest here, it looked like he was the L lad who'd taken up training for the first time and just didn't have any coordination whatsoever and was still like getting the hang of things. And that's fine, it can happen. But don't get tick about it on Twitter. Don't get so, like, coming out. Like, and never mind that. If you're going to get tick, if you absolutely have to get tick, and you never should, but if you have to get tick, get tick to people criticizing you. Don't go in and be like, that guy. shit, am I right? <laughs> Look at these kids, and it's like, he's better than you. We all think he's better than you retire. It was really, really bad. But what it wasn't was the worst thing in the week. Because in the number one, This is kind of the takeaway that ended up being from the Smackdown 9-11 show, which we will talk about. The return to Madison Square Garden, the obviously uh, 20th anniversary of 9-11. Katie, take it away.
2: Yeah, look, there was very little to complain about with Smackdown. It was class, top to bottom, on what we got to see on the show. So my Say Something stupid is what we didn't get to see on the show, and that was um, Zelina Vega being dropped. So, like, if anyone's, like... Not sure why. Why I think this is really stupid is, and um, Zelina Vega has always been very vocal about 9/11 because her father died that day, um, and WWE has taken advantage of this over the years as well. You know, like a promotional campaigns, stuff, have her speaking about it, and. Um, and she was due to have a match on this show and I, it, w- it was previously advertised wasn't it the match
0: yeah and um, it was advertised but also as well wwe had her doing stuff this weekend they had her with stephanie mcmahon yeah doing premiered a documentary uh, yeah that they released yeah
2: and she had new gear made for it and she was advertised not on twitter and and then basically what happened was the match got cut for time okay i like look live tv these things happen i completely understand but I just feel that if you've put so much stock into like someone's emotional trauma to promote your show, like the least you can do is make sure they get that time on the show. You know what I mean? To For, for that to be the segment that got cut, I just thought it was, was, was kind of callous. You know what I mean? It kind of seemed like they were they were using her. Yeah. Um, and look, SmackDown, as it was really tight top to bottom and you can see even the end segment with like, the demon and Roman Reigns that felt like it was cut super short you know what I mean it was literally like get the demon out there boom credits we're done you yeah. know but I just I just feel like they should have timed it better to make sure that match went on or else like because it was such a big show like do some sort of pre-show you know what I mean or put it on as a dark match so at least you know if you think you're gonna run over on your main show put it on as a dark match so at least she's getting that moment in New York after everything she's done for the company like putting herself out there so vulnerably to promote this show and to promote WWE because like WWE was full America this week. They mm-hmm. were like, you know, the the first big company to, to have a, a gathering after 9-11 and like they, they really hang their hats on how like patriotic they are. And I just felt like this was kinda of the least patriotic thing you could you could have done on that show. And I just felt really bad for Zelina. Um, and just, she just had a tweet up afterwards And it was like her quote tweet in her new gear And it just said, never mind And oh. I was like, I could feel her heart break Through that yeah. one tweet you It know? wasn't
0: even like Because there was some other bitchy tweets I think Carmela and stuff put up bitchy And they were bitchy tweets, do you know what I mean It was like bitter tweets, angry tweets But with that it was just sadness
2: In defense of Selena?
0: Like, no, like when like about being cut do you know Mm. about them being Mm. cut because it it was obviously a known story but zelina was white but with zelina it was just a sad it wasn't even bitter i wasn't angry it was it was just sad and it was really heartbreaking you
2: could tell it would have meant a lot to her to be in new york on the 20th anniversary like wrestling in memory of like her father and everything that got on and i was just like oh this is just this is this is just yeah it's really sad (laughs) you know what i mean it's just the wrong way to play this entire
0: situation so yeah um also, as well worth worth kind of point now, and I agree with everything you say, and, and I think they deserve to get criticised for this. But do you think? Do you remember a few weeks ago I was like, when when, um. WWE have a good show. We will talk about the positives about SmackDown. But when WWE have a good show, if you tw- check Twitter, the, the outrage about something WWE has done will be inversely proportional to when they have a go- to how good the show was. <laughs> Do you think that there's kind of an like? I'm not saying that. Like, I think it, we're right to discuss this, and I'm not minimizing it in any way. I think they deserve to be shit on, but also. For me, I was like, there's an element to this, because I went into this, and I didn't I didn't watch SmackDown Live. I saw the outrage on Twitter, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, this is going to be shit, and then I watched the show, and I'm like, okay, that was really good
2: Yeah, see, the frustrating yeah. thing is, there was nothing I would have replaced to yeah. get that match on. I would have
1: replaced the 10-man. I, for me, personally, yeah, I, I, I... agree. I, oh, I love I, the 10-man. I, no, I think, um, the, I think the outrage justified. It was a good show, but it wasn't like, you know... Like a you know, 10 out of 10 pay per view, or you know what I mean? Like, it was just a good SmackDown. Um, and I think the decision to cut Selena Vega off the show was fucking embarrassing. Uh, yeah. Like, I'm, I, I think that for me, I get what you're saying, like, as a general point, but with this specific show, I feel like the outrage was in proportion, okay. in my opinion.
0: Okay, fair enough. Um, but, look, okay, so let's talk about the good anyway for the week, and uh, let's get on to it because it's time for. <laughs> Best moments of the week in at number six. Let's talk about NWA. A positive.
1: Um, yeah, it was the first NWA since, uh, or it was the first NWA featuring Nick Aldis since he lost the NWA Championship to Trevor Murdoch. And long story short, he ended the show with a big promo, um, about basically reacting to his loss, and it was very very interesting because I can't remember the last time I've, I've seen something like this where a champion loses, right? And, he, and when he came out, he didn't have the belt with him, and I genuinely went that looks so fucking weird, man. where's his belt, it's like oh yeah he lost it, it's like what the fuck, like, he looks naked with the belt, you know what I mean, it's weird, it's like something's missing there, you know what I mean, <laughs> like I associate him that strongly with the title that when he when he loses it, it feels like such a big deal, I'm yeah, like yeah. what the fuck, where's your, where's your thing going, like, like, you know what I mean, um, he got a promo where he basically, he cut out all the, all the heel, stuff, you know what I mean? It wasn't he wasn't messing with the with the interviewer or, you know, going out of his way to be a prick. He was basically it was like um it, it, like you ever see like Dominic Cruz when he loses to TJ Dillashaw I mean, it, it's a video that you've probably seen, like even like outside of MA, like how to take a loss or whatever like that. Um it was just a big gracious kind of interview about the loss and the very kind of like taking the loss well but also like highlighting what it means to be the NWA champion, what Trevor Murdoch challenges that Trevor Murdoch's gonna face, um and you know going in and having the target on your back and then like you know going back into the into the change room and people being your mate but knowing in the back of your head that at the end of the day they want what you have so it's like constant never ending and then like obviously he ended it saying that you know it's gonna win it back eventually whatever whatever but what i loved about this promo was that it made the fucking championship feel unreal like, it made it feel so important like after that promo i was like man i really want to see an nwa title defense i'm fucking snapping that there's no like show to build this around you know what I mean there's no like I've complained before about their roster and like you know what I mean They're sort of, there's no like NWA oh I can't wait to see Trevor Murdoch versus Tyrus or so you know what I mean there's no kind of like oh I want to see this I want to see that but um but stuff like this is kind of like this is, this is where NWA is kind of like uh, they kind of have a bit of potential you know what I mean when it comes to their talking and their promos and stuff but I don't know I just thought it was a good promo and I just feel like I wish there was a show that could be built kind of a better shot if we built around it is basically what I'm
0: saying. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, there we go. Uh, the the lesser-spotted NWA, this is awesome moment. I like it. In at number five, I want to talk about something from Rampage, which nearly made say something stupid. Um, I want to talk about Andrade against Chavo. Reason was, like there's, there was a few odd moments in this as well, and the fact that they kind of resorted to... Uh, to kind of a kind of heel chicken chip finish Uh, I thought was kind of understanding the lads who just need to put on a deadly match like it's the uh, and also as well one thing that I kind of a reservation I had with it was that it was the opener to the show now I got why the end they they, they had like kind of the main event was um it was Pil- Brian Pillman yeah. against who was who's, who's he Max called? Caster. Uh, yeah, against Max Caster, which is a random main event but not with two non-main events. And it's mainly there because Cincinnati and like they finished off with John Moxie, who's also from Cincinnati coming out and saving Pillman when he got attacked and stuff. And it was a cool moment, don't get me wrong, but also I'm like, your main event was the opener and your 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 opener was your main event. But anyway, I wanna talk about this because it was a really good match with Andrade and Pac. Um, obviously meant to happen on all out but didn't happen because of travel issues and it ended up making AEW Rampage seem more stacked and I don't think AEW all out felt like it was missing anything I think it was plenty stacked as it was um, so I was glad that it was on here. Um, it was interestingly started in that because obviously they had so much planned for Rampage anyway. Uh, before this match got caught from all out, that the, the card was stacked, so they had to start it in the ring with the two lads just standing there. But it was actually a really interesting. Like I like how AEW like Rampage because it's a one-hour show. But it's not a Sunday night heat show. It's supposed to be kind of on the same level as Dynamite. Sometimes bigger. Because obviously CM Punk came back on that show. So it's supposed to matter. But like they have to cut corners to kind of like get everything in. If that makes sense. Which sometimes means cutting entrances and so on. But the way they build it is really good. Because they got in the ring and it's just like the show just like it's credits. And then ring introductions. And then the two yeah. lads looking intense, and it's like, okay, that's actually good. That's actually better than entrances. Like, um, you just throws you in. I remember you talking about yeah, impact. impact. You know, yeah, that's literally what I was thinking when you were yeah. saying that. Like, just jumping yeah. straight into the match. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting of way. Not what you want to see every week, but it works as a special. Makes match. Like, it makes it feel important. Like. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, like urgent. Um, good, good match as you'd imagine with the guys. Um, but the end of it came when uh, Pac hit his finisher on Andrade, and then uh, the ref got distracted. Chavo Guerrero came in with a, like kind of iPad that he was carrying around this kind of a little performance benefit thing. Smacked him on the back of the head, or smacked Pac on the back of the head. Andrade rolled over half conscious, one, two, three. He ended up winning. Afterwards, uh, kind of Chavo rolls him out of the ring. Andrade's kind of looking and he's like, you hit him with the thing, and he's like, "Well, it's just kind of—you're not expecting anything to happen." This reminded me of something NXT. Since we're speaking about the, the old days of takeovers and stuff, they were really good at. Because you remember, like when NXT would do twists at the end of takeovers, but they let it stretch really <laughs> long, and then uh, you'd almost be tuning out of the show. So the logo come up as well yeah. beforehand, like
1: the outro logo.
0: Yeah. So you're like, "This match is over. This match is over." And Andrade is like just walking away from the ring, going, "Oh, you hit him with the thing. You hit him with the the iPad." And you're not expecting anything to come of it, and then out of nowhere, Andrade goes. He kind of comes to his senses, and he knocks Chavo the fuck out. <laughs> and he's just like, "No, what the fuck? Why the fuck did you hit me?" And then uh, uh, the Lucha Brothers came down, and or they were down anyway. And they ended up grabbing Chavo, and there was kind of a moment of mutual respect with Andrade and the Lucha Brothers, which is kind of like it's it's really interesting booking because first off, you're are, are they breaking up that partnership like very early into their tenure? Is it mind games with the Lucha Brothers? Is he pretending to be outraged by this to gain their affection or respect? You know what I mean? And they didn't answer any of that. They just left it hanging there. It's really, like again, it's it's something so simple, but it's something that I don't think we've seen. A heel being pissed off by his manager cheating, but he's not necessarily turning face here. Do you know what I mean? It's just left up in the air. What was this? What did it mean? Um, and it just went left. So, really creative book, and I, and I liked it because you're just not expecting it at any stage. You're just like, that's a really generic finish. It's a bit of a shame didn't have a clean finish. And you're like, oh i see what you did there okay i'm actually more interested um so well done to aw on that in number four let's talk we were kind of we you were bursting out of our seams to talk about a lot of the good stuff from uh, nxt 2.0 so let's talk about it now the better side of uh, the relaunch of nxt
2: yeah like there was there was a lot of stuff that i did like on it um, I, I do like the fact that they launched a lot of new people um, I absolutely, I'm in love with Braun Breaker i not in love with the name so much ah. as point out. If he's a Steiner, call him a Steiner but he's,
1: he's not just a Steiner, he's a breaker
2: <laughs> well, then, like,
1: why can't The breaker call him, of
2: like, Breaker Stry- Steiner, like why can't Breaker be the nickname because jo- he breaks people
1: Do you know what the funniest part is, his initial name supposedly was actually a really cool name Rex Steiner Oh. And like, also his surname, his realised surname is like, Rex Steiner. Rex Steiner so yeah. I was like, it, it is a play off his yeah. real surname, but also yeah. it's a tribute. It's like, that's actually a cool name and it changed it to Braun Breaker, which is so, like, it's so dumb, but I love it. Like, it's, it's, I, I want WWE to be the stupid company now. I want it to be the kind <laughs> of like, just make me fucking laugh. Like, I don't mind, like, just make me laugh.
2: But like, do you think they're doing it so he's not living in the shadow of Rick Steiner? Because that, you can't really do that in the age of the internet when people can just look up, he's Rick Steiner's son.
0: I think it's like a Curtis Axel deal where it's like it's it's like they probably are going to use it it's WWE they use everything they can yeah cause they
2: never mention it on commentary which I found interesting
0: they, I think they will I think yeah. that's obviously going to come up at some stage maybe when he comes up to the main roster or whatever yeah. but like They've got it in their back pocket, but again, like when they met him Curtis Axel, they weren't like Mr. Perfect, or like yeah. the son of Mr. Perfect, you know what I mean? It was like, you can have your own identity, but we can also call back to yeah. it, you know what I mean? Because so. to be
2: fair, he is class, and I think they are positioning him for big things. Like mm-hmm. to, to, to beat like LA Knight, who's in the title match <laughs> on this this on first match of the show, like is a big deal. And like when he came on, I wasn't sure at first, and I didn't cop the Steiner thing. And I looked at the single and he was like, really excited to be there. And like the first thing me and Phil both said was moderately hyped Mojo Raleigh. Like, yeah! Oh my God, was i like like, got such strong Mojo boy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But like not quite at that level, it was like moderately hyped, he's excited to be here, but he's not going to make a fool of himself, yeah. and, you know, and uh, I was like, oh, this is interesting. And like, because WWE have made such a big deal of like, they're going back to like and athletes and amateur wrestlers rather than indie guys. I was like, oh this is gonna be a real interesting experiment. He's gonna be their next big thing. But then when he actually started wrestling, I was like, this lad's class. Like I like I, I I love LA Knight, he's probably my favourite on NXT. And like I had no problem with him losing, like so I was like, this lad is class, like if he's <laughs> gonna get squashed, I'm, I'm glad it's by this lad, like. Um other new people that debuted, um B Fab. i she's been around a while, has she? She's in Hit Row? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like it was alright, but I, I like what they're doing because I was taught like NXT had a, a weaker women's division, so I like their introducing new people. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was so pleasantly surprised then by my other favourite part of the show, which was the six woman tag, which was deadly. It was just a really good match. Like, whoever aged in that, aged the shit out of it because mm-hmm. it was so entertaining. And I absolutely love that. Like Mandy Rose took a reboot show as a chance to reboot herself. Yeah. So she's dyed the hair brown she's changed her gear. Like you can she's tell.
0: Recognizable.
2: Oh, she, look, oh, she yeah. looked. I thought it was Debbie Cotillard at first. I was like, <laughs> I was yeah, like actually, yeah. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She
0: looks more like Debbie than she does like Mandy. Like. Straight up in her <laughs>
2: chat, like, is there something you're not telling yeah. me? Can you send me a picture of where you are right now? <laughs> um. But I I love the fact that like. It just does show that like if things are getting stale on Raw and Smackdown, you can go to NXT and reinvent yourself. I like I like it's pushing that narrative that Mandy is after doing this full reboot. Um, I just thought the match class, and it gave me a lot more hope than I originally had for the women's division of NXT. Mm. And I can't talk about this show without talking about the index wedding.
0: I was wondering, like, you didn't, you didn't put it <laughs> down, but I'm like, it's not like you did not acknowledge the restaurant at all. No, no. <laughs> so go for it. Yeah, I'm intrigued because I want to talk about it as well.
2: I loved it. Yeah. Okay, I loved it. Um, at first I wasn't sure about going on main. I said to Phil, I was like, it's a bit weird the four ways on before the wedding. <laughs> I was like, you know, reboot show, like, it's, 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 I, I just thought it was odd ordering and we watched the four way and, and said the actual match was quality like I loved it but then they showed the hype video for like Indy and Dexter's love story and I was like on the edge of my seat I was <laughs> laughing
0: I was this like, is your my way yeah and then, and, then, and, then, and then Phil
2: just looked at me and goes you still agree the wedding shouldn't go on last and I was like oh you got me
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I just thought it was very funny alright I just I, I don't know if it suits new NXT Um, because I I still don't know what their overall vibe is they're going for but like I found it very funny and very satisfying and strange that there was like no interruptions there was actually no storyline continuation at all it was just a nice Funny wedding to continue this storyline, like the pop Dexter Loomis yes. got for finally speaking and saying I do. Like I was popping at home, and I'm a latecomer to NXT. <laughs> like I missed the whole first half of this storyline. <laughs> <laughs> like I love that they brought back like Damian Priest and stuff. I, yeah. I I I just I thought it was very funny seeing um the guests at the wedding, like grizzled young bets and stuff could have put them in a match on the first show like. I like their
0: little preamble as well where it's like this is going to be shite <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: there was just like it, it was just funny it was just well done I just enjoyed it and I enjoyed the show like pretty much overall like there was a, there was a lot of good stuff in it for me
0: I have been a skeptic of this storyline for the entire time to the point last week I was in a minority in not enjoying the kind of stag and, and bachelorette parties that they had beforehand. And I went back afterwards and I watched it again and I was like, do you know what? I was right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's disappointing. However, I did watch this wedding and I liked it. I thought this wedding was good. I thought this yeah. was like, I actually really enjoyed it. It was so. It's not what I liked about it, okay? I, NXT now, and this is kind of to pick up on what you were saying earlier, okay? NXT now, they don't take themselves seriously. Do you know what I mean? And there's actually a gap in the market for that. Do you know what I mean? Because now we have, like, when you look at kind of what say AEW's doing, I not they can do comedy, they can do comedy very well as well. But, like, when you look at what is doing, they're like, professional wrestling, not sports entertainment. You know what I mean? And, like, WWE can be quite likable when they lean into the, the. We don't actually get. Yeah, we're sports entertainment. We don't care. We don't take ourselves seriously. Mm-hmm. They can be quite good. Do you know, I think back to stuff like. Um, do you know, like, when they did the WrestleMania package, like, for the for the WrestleMania 33, where they did the piss-take WrestleMania package? Do you remember where they're, like, oh, yeah. on a boat? And then it's, like, oh, we're going to get wet and stuff like this. And, like, it's really, like, when they do that, and, and that's what I felt this wedding was. It was just, like, ridiculous. It was just giving them room to breathe. They were stupid hammy jokes, but it was, like, it was good the way, like, Beth came up. And, like, when she came up out of nowhere, and she's just kind of, like, Kicking your man away <laughs> um, I popped as well When Dexter said I do It was hard not to Because You can see it coming Do you know what I mean You're like Before when he kind of Gave the thumbs up Although like Orange Cassidy was 10% of that um, but like when you get the thumbs up you're like nah he's gonna speak he's gonna this is the moment you have him say something so I had a feeling and then when it happened there was a big pop and then how everyone else I even like Johnny Gargano here I like hate comedy Johnny Gargano oh same yeah. I, I, him,
2: he's very funny and believable as Indy Hartwell's dad for some reason like, <laughs> it's, it's very. It's the most I've ever liked him I think it's in this comedy
0: shtick it, it's literally I'm like, I, I haven't even liked a lot of this comedy stick, but I did like him in this case because like he was just in the background making comments do you know what i mean he was just like what's gonna happen now <laughs> and you could hear him like it was just like um yeah i liked it and, and, and against all my best instincts against i didn't want to like it i didn't come in pro this uh but i did i have to say corporate king your own thoughts
1: yeah it was alright, I wouldn't say I was like as into it as he was maybe, but like, it was great, it was like the thumbs up thing actually made me laugh, I actually forgot about that Where it's like, I do and he's just sort of like, wait you can't see me, this is a podcast but <laughs> 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 I mean like that's like the best way to respond, like you think it went best, the thumbs up um, I love the ending, yeah, where he got where he got a massive pop for speaking. Yeah, I was kind of in the same boat as you there. I was like, oh, do you know, what I mean? it's him speaking. Like, yes, boy, it's fucking, he did
0: nothing, like, yeah, yeah.
1: brilliant. Um, yeah, I, I think it was weird. It was, it's it's like everything about NXT right now interests me. You know what I mean? Because I don't know what they're gonna do next week. I don't know if they even have a plan. I don't think no. they even know what they're gonna do next no. week. That's that's why I'm excited because like there's somebody who can like enjoy dumb shit. I think this is going to be fun I think it's going to be fun Right? Like, we'll see where it goes
0: um, I'm looking forward to it though for better or worse like it'll, it'll be something to talk about okay, I mean, no. you'll never be stuck for things to talk about on this and you're actually you're coming in an interesting time yes, one of
1: the reasons I didn't want we to doing the draft because I was like I'm not going to say like, so, it's a bit repetitive I was you know, like, there's Kyle O'Reilly being big series, Kyle O'Reilly against big series, Adam Cole I was like I'm not going to say about this
0: you know what I mean and now then, it I'm, could be like Kyle O'Reilly in a pimp suit or something you don't know what's that? So I'm like, I'm actually like, man, this is, this is the show now, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, Kyler already comes out dressed like Becky Lynch in that promo last week. <laughs> <And the> Saints <laughs> Row 3 characters. Amazing. Um, in at number three, I want to talk about AEW Dynamite. Obviously, this is the first show that's coming off All Out. They've got Daniel Bryan on this show. They've got Adam Cole. They've got CM Punk. They're, they're stacked for a lineup. And the person that I want to highlight is someone who's been there all along. MJF stole the show on this. He is, we all know, again, his promo skills are, like, elite. Maybe the best talker in wrestling today. Um, And now he's pissed off. Now he's got something to play off. He's lost to Jericho. He feels humiliated. He's pissed off at everyone. And he just comes out and lets rip. And this is what MJF does, like, kind of very well as a heel. He gets this line perfectly in a way that no one in wrestling... Anyone else who tries this in wrestling where they're like, I'm going to be edgy, I'm going to be close to the line, they all get it wrong, except for MJF, who says the things you can't say, but says it in just enough of a way where we're like, that's art, and he doesn't mean it. You know what I mean? He doesn't get cancelled for it, but it's stuff you can get cancelled for. So this time, if you haven't seen it, he picked on, it was in Cincinnati, and it had Brian Pillman Jr.'s family in the front row. So they had like kind of his uh, his auntie, I think it was, who took care of him after after Brian died, and obviously had a, a, a drug addict mother. Um, as well, like and this is covered in Dark Side of the Ring, which they played off, like because they just they quoted the 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 auntie by name, and they're like, oh there she is, you know what I mean? They're celebrating, and his sister was at ringside and she was pregnant as well. and JF comes out and like just as like looking around, like ready to savage someone because he's just embarrassed himself. So he's like, he looks at them, spots them at ringside, and they're like kind of like just chastising them like everyone else, like saying boo and stuff. And he's like, I'm sorry, sixteen and pregnant. I you got something to say? And then the granny starts going, or the auntie starts going, and he goes, what's that, Roseanne? (laughs) Some of the lines, I haven't written down, they're epic. Um, Then Brian Kilmer comes out, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, your drug addict, your drug addicted mother, methadine, sorry, I mean Melanie, which is very real. His mother has a massive drug problem. (laughs) It was on Dark Side of the Ring. It's very, very real. Um, But they went there on TV. Um, And then, like, another line he gets brian Pillman with and he turns around and he goes your mother could have given birth to 500 different seg- second generation stars but unfortunately in your case she didn't do to you what she did to the rest and swallow
2: <laughs> i thought that was going somewhere else and i gasped
0: <laughs> and then he said i'm gonna do what your mother should have done and abort and then Pillman attacked right. him yeah. he went there he did go there <laughs> and it's just like it's literally it's edge of your seat viewing because you're like He's gonna get cancelled. He's gonna like he's saying the things you cannot say, but he's just hot and he's on fire. But also as well, it's the perfect heel because by the time Pillman attacks him, you're just like fucking get him. You're sitting there and you're outraged, but like it's like ah, oh, he's such a genius heel. I like the logical part of me knows he's a genius heel. He's brilliant. He's excellent at what he does. He's top level. Um. But then, like, the emotional part of me is like, he'll just say something, and you're still like, fucking just him! <laughs> Which is just, it's, it's exactly what heel work should be. It's it's horrific, some of the stuff he's saying, but he instantly gets his crumpets. It's like when he fucking um, attacked Negative One on the Brony Lee uh, tribute show, you know what I mean? A kid whose dad had died days beforehand, and like, he's like, yeah, perfect heel work, but. Because he gets his comeuppance, it's okay, so um, yeah, amazing, amazing stuff from uh, from MJF, uh, the highlight of what was really stacked, and also a really good Dynamite, but I wanted to call out an OG who'd been there um, for what he'd said. Uh, in at number two, uh, big week on Raw, okay, there's a lot of different viewpoints on this, so let's talk about it. I actually didn't know what to put this one in. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't
1: know where to put it and say something stupid. Or this is awesome. Say hey you feel. So, so, um, like what you call? I put it in. This is awesome because at the end of the day, it's Big E winning his first world title. I feel like it would be a bit harsh to put that and say something stupid, regardless of the the good or bad from it. Um, well, actually I'm gonna take out the notes up like a professional because <laughs> I've got a list of things that I I thought were wrong with it. First and foremost, right? Um, I thought him turning around to being, like on Twitter. I'm, I intend on, on cash again this evening. Mm. was very, very desperate. <laughs> it was Rob being like, please watch, please watch the show. Something's going to happen. It's gonna- I won't say what it is. It's Biggie cashing in. I won't say what it is, <laughs> but please watch the show. You're going to like it. <laughs> um, I thought that was desperate. It took away the element of surprise. You know what I mean? That's the whole fun of Money in the Bank it's happening out of nowhere. And you're like, holy fuck, you know what I mean? Um, and I, yeah, that, that kind of I was like, oh, wait, this? Just, they just spoiled it, like you know what I
0: mean. Just fucking ruined it, like for no there reason. There's ways he could have done it as well, like where you could have put it in our head, where Biggie could have been like, "I'm heading the road to hang out with my boys in the new day. Just gonna hang around, see how it is. I might keep an eye on the title match." You could have said that, and it's like we've seen enough money to bang people to know he that's probably bullshit, or he could, he may, he may not, we don't know. But now he's like, "I 100% will. This is happening." <laughs> I li- I liked
2: it.
0: Okay, nerd.
2: I just <laughs> I, I, I like lo- it made me watch Raw. Like how many other people like me that were like, Okay, I guess I'm watching Raw this week. Now, I only watched the last twenty minutes of Raw, don't get me wrong, Fair. I wasn't subjecting myself to the rest of it. Right. But uh yeah, maybe Well watch. you didn't really watch
1: it then, did you? Just watch the end of it. Which you probably would have seen in clips anyway on social media. No,
2: no, right? Because here's the issue. Me and Phil were going to watch it in clips on social media the next day, but the video WWE put out yeah. cut out the actual match part. Yeah. So they, they showed him coming to the ring with the briefcase, and then they showed him... They didn't even show the tree count.
0: No, they showed the end of the tree count, so that's how I saw this. Yeah and, yeah, and him holding
2: the briefcase. So I had to actually go and, and like actually watch the last twenty minutes of Raw to yeah. see how the cash in actually unfolded Well you
1: know, if you had a uh, chosen Monday Night Raw in the draft you could have watched all three hours in its entirety. I mean
2: <laughs> that, I'm I'm still allowed to watch Raw.
1: But like you know, you, you can enjoy it all three hours, you know what I mean? It would have forced you to watch it spoiler free and you'd have enjoyed the the excellence that is Monday Night Raw. What
2: else was the, good in the three hours? Anyway, so back to <laughs>
1: Um, one thing I did, really didn't like about this as well is that like, there's actually a really cool story here, right? Like, Bobby Lashley beat the fuck out of Kofi Kingston only like, what, a month ago or two months ago? Mm-hmm. winning in the bike. Big E coming and getting his revenge and being like, that's why I'm going after you. Because you fucking, you know what I mean? Like, I was going to stay on Smackdown with Roman and Brock, but you fucking did that with Kofi, so oh, I'm going to take your title. Didn't mention it once. I'm like, instead, I woke up to a tweet from Roman going, smart decision. Uh, An MVP going, you're just ducking Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, and you come over here to think Bobby Lashley's a pushover. And I'm looking at that, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> this made him look like a bitch, man. This made him look like he ran scared from Reigns and Lesnar, and he went after Lashley because Lashley's in his forties, and he figured this is his best chance of getting a title. It's smart. It's smart. I'm not saying anything wrong with it, but it's a very kind of like. Kind of heel sort of move, you know what I mean? But really? also as
0: well, like if I was Lashley, I'd probably sack MVP. Off the <laughs> base again. It's just like you just talk, you just went after him because he's shit. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to go after the fucking real wrestlers on SmackDown. You went after the shit wrestler, <laughs> him, my friend Lashley, <laughs> the shit Lashley. well I'll call a Bobby shit wrestler, Lashley, when he's not around. <laughs> you
1: decided to go after the B champion. What the is um, Is what you think. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, it did, it could, it could big, I must say it like ruined Big E, it just made him look like a bit of a bitch, you know, yeah. just, just, I don't know, and again, they could, have, they could have, again, they could have had him go after Lashley on Raw, switch brands and go after Lashley like, and made him look kill. Cool, but they just decided to not really tell the story. Um, they should have, like, I just, they should have given him, like, in my opinion, if you're going to do, like, the intentionally cashing in stuff, like, Make a big thing of it. Do it like at WrestleMania. Make it make it feel like a big moment. This, the, my issue with this is, I don't trust them at all with this. I feel like this was them. Like I have no problem usually with like you know hot shotting or if that's that's what all the kill cool yeah. kids call it. <laughs> you
0: know
1: what I mean? Like the you know just throwing things at the wall straight away, big moves. I actually don't mind it, so I'm like, well, that shit's happening. It's fun. It's entertaining. But like with Big E, I was really looking forward to his world title run and his world title moment. You know, it was big sort of. This didn't really like like that, you know what I mean? This felt very rushed, and it was kind of like it reminded me a bit. I don't get me wrong; it was a cool moment when Becky Lynch you know, won both the titles at WrestleMania and whatever. But the match, like her, her better moment, was the Royal Rumble win because that was the more kind of come on, yeah, you know what I mean. Whereas like with her WrestleMania match, the way she won it, I actually remember watching it in Buskers. It, oh, kind of it was shit. It was just one, two, three, like oh, yay, you it know It was, was I mean? a butt though as well. Like it wasn't, that wasn't meant to be the finish. But it's it reminds me though because we sort of looked at it and went oh yay! It was kind of like it was more sort of like. I'm not elated, I'm just happy, <laughs> you know what I mean, like, that's what this felt like, where it's kind of like, I oh, should be going, fuck yeah, but I'm just sort of like, ah, good, good for him, you know what I mean, it was a bit anti traumatic yeah. you know what I mean, I'm kind of like, this is sort of, mm, although I hate ripping into, because on paper, it's like, I get, like, I should be happy, but it's like, I don't know, um, another negative, I don't know, I won't rip into actually losing the title, Oh well that's, that's, maybe that's another reason why I'm a bit kind of, eh, yeah. but he did, he did, you know, Whole, he, he made it to WrestleMania as champion. He made it to SummerSlam as champion. Mm-hmm. He beat Drew. He beat Goldberg. He beat Orton. Um, that's another—that's that, a positive I would actually like to include. He beat Randy Orton. Fair and square. Just fucking speared his guts onto the floor. Love that. Um, He's still very strong here. Yeah, yeah. That's, like, the, one, that's the one positive, actually, yeah. that I take from it, is that, um It wasn't like you know, Big E just came up before the match and was like, I'm going to win this now. He did. He went after the wounded animal. You know what I mean? So I, 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 I appreciate that aspect. What's that? Fireworks. Fireworks. Oh. <laughs> oh, No you No, You no. didn't tell it. You can't. That can't be new to you. I, I, I just thought somebody was coming in there. I was like, okay, cool. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Just thought, like, there's somebody breaking in there. They weren't, like, paying attention. They heard, like, me talking how much I love Lashley, and they're like, oh, for fuck. They just came upstairs, like, are you messing? It's like, how
0: do you even get in? This is anyway. the third wrestling podcast I've broken into today. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, this is the one now that's made me have to show myself. What is this? Um, um, also as well, like another str- another good positive point for Lashy, he basically has now got away with bashing Goldsberg, Goldberg's kid. <laughs> I, yeah. I know. Like Goldberg never got his revenge. Like w- That was all like presumably built into the Saudi no, Arabia show. No,
1: I think that's still happening. I think in the rematch, Goldberg is going to screw over Lashley. Uh, and we're going to get Lashley and Goldberg in a non-title fight, which isn't great because that means Goldberg might win. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's a negative. But again, that's that's for down the road. We'll wait, we'll wait till we get to that point. We're going to still get Lashley Lesnar. I mean, it's, it's not happy for a title, but I really wanted it to be. I wanted, to, I, wanted La- I wanted Lashley to take it to Mania against Lesnar. That's what I wanted to see. but. It, like it's again, that, that aspect of it isn't the worst. Big E is someone I want to see get a moment. The positives is that you know it's noteworthy, it's entertaining. You know, I mean, you can't say it was a bore. Like what I hate about RAW is when it's boring or when it's cringy. I want it to be you know fun, um, or significant, entertaining, worth watching. You know what I mean? And in fairness, that that was you know what I mean. Like that was worth watching, definitely. So that, again, that's another reason I put it. In. This is awesome. Things
0: are happening. It's. Interesting, I don't have any faith in it, but we'll see where it goes. Is that basically where I'm at? Here's also another good thing, as well like, it's like Raw badly needed something, they needed more. They needed like a biggie being out there is a really good, like, he's a really good, interesting person to have. Do you know what I mean? Because they were, it was the main event scene was starved. It's like Randy Orton's fighting for the title again, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, SmackDown, like, kicks their ass up and down the street for, for the roster strength. Um, so, like, ultimately, yeah, I think Big E's going to be a great addition to Rob. but I agree, i share your sentiments that, like, uh, the way it happened. And I saw it happen that way through YouTube, where it's simply, <laughs> like, three, he won! <laughs> what?
2: Yeah, so what? Confusing. I was like... Why they it? And that's done
0: I had a taste, but I didn't have time to watch the full Raw, and I kind of knew what had happened, and I was like, nah, watch the YouTube clip, it'll be fun. Even though the YouTube clip is named, Big E cashes in and wins the championship, <laughs> and it's like, let me have a chance to pop here, like, um, and then they didn't, they literally took it away, and then I'm like, there must have been a bad botch or something, and then you watch it, and it's like, no, it's a perfectly valid cash-in, there's no reason to hold it. Was it was actually
2: a really good cash-in. Yeah. It's been one of my favourite cash-ins in the last few years because there was points where I was actually like, Oh shit, they've made this man put on Twitter he's cashing in tonight and now they're gonna have him lose. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it was there was genuine like peril and like it was a really, really good cash-in. like I enjoyed it.
0: To not even show the full three count. It's just weird. It's very weird. That's like weird.
1: top level laziness. I appreciate this, yeah. To be Yeah. <laughs> it literally just
0: skips to three. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's it. <laughs> I'm never going to let her show that again. <laughs> In a number one, though, it was a good week, uh, for a strong week for WWE. So let's talk about the good from uh, SmackDown's return to Madison Square Garden.
2: Yeah, SmackDown. I enjoyed everything on SmackDown pretty much. Um, I'm just. I just had a little list up of what happened because I did watch it on Saturday morning. Whoa! <laughs> I know I did live.
0: Look. That's almost live.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna attempt it live, and then I was like, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to bed. Uh, we talked about Paul Heyman last week. Yes. How good was he this week? Brilliant. So like the, just the whole thread weaved to the show of like. Brock being at Madison Square Garden, you know, Roman Reigns, you know, believe in Paul Heyman being on his side, but then when they all get confronted in the ring together and all Brock says is like, why didn't you tell him I was at SummerSlam? (laughs) And it was just like, it's the delicious pettiness I live for (laughs) in life. And it was just like, now I think Brock Lesnar speaking is very funny. All right. I don't know why, especially with the way he looks now. I just think it's very funny when he talks, Uh, please don't kill me, Brock. But like, it was just like, That's all he needed to say. I don't need Brock Lesnar to come out and cut mad promos. (laughs) Like, just little little lines like that. And then, like... It's so funny, Paul Heyman thinking his bread is bored with Brock and switching straight away yes. it, to the Brock intro, you know, but then realising that Brock doesn't want to meet her and it's just like he's stuck in the middle, he's a slimy snake oil salesman, he just wants to see like what the best position is to be in and he just plays that character he's,
1: he's, so well. He reminds you of, like Lord Baelish on them, you know what I mean? Like yeah. He reminds you of Littlefinger. Yeah. Well he's, well, he's not good at it. What well, would now be the time for a, a Littlefinger impersonation seen as I have
0: managed to... Uh, <laughs> Oh, the reigning, defending oh, god. WWE World Champion. That was worse than I ever. Oh god, I think we
2: should go. I thought you were
0: <laughs> You don't put me on this one. <laughs> oh, Sansa, who? Brock <laughs> <The> <laughs> Lesnar. Oh
1: my well, god. No, I regret everything I've ever done.
2: But uh, also, can we just give some love to Brock Lesnar's new look in general? Yeah. I oh yeah, yeah, absolutely love it. I'm look like a fan of every I think it looks great. Yeah, <laughs> um, sexy was a word thrown around. Uh, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. all right with that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I, I just, I just. That had is a take.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> exact question I asked my group chat: Is Brock Lesnar no sexy?
0: <laughs> <I laughs> you are it like it's a word thrown around, and it's you throwing it around. The guy who answers
1: question I've actually ever. Heard.
0: <laughs> is Brock Lesnar sexy?
2: <laughs> Sexy now. The now is important oh yeah, to yeah. imply that you didn't oh, okay. always find Brock Lesnar sexy, because you know MMA shorts with sandwich shops on them is not a look. No. Um. So yeah, all like all that was gold with Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns, and then like you get you get to the end of the show, and um, great match between the Usos and Street Profits, and then you get like uh, you get the demon coming out, which we kind of predicted last week from the lightning and stuff, and like you could tell there were times it literally was like can you just do your entrance on like two speed yeah. <laughs> and get to the ring and then we're gonna cut you but like again i've talked about i love smackdown for that reason where there's just always different threads it's like do we focus on brock and roman no no we've got the demon still to deal with you know like there's just always i mean biggie is out of the equation now obviously but like there's different threads and i just i really love how they do that in smackdown We also had Edge versus Rollins, the rematch. Really good. Class. Yeah. Like such a good match. Like Rollins is definitely Edge's best opponent since he came back. He's just Mm. bringing something out of him that is unreal. And it was a long match, but like honestly held me for every single second. Mm. Uh, I know we mentioned the 10-man. I actually like the 10-man tag. And I don't know if you'll agree with me, Rick, but like Phil said, it was kind of like New Japan, as in it's the breeder match. You put all your stars in, they do their spots. Yeah. He said, like, that happens there all the time. Yeah. And, like And I felt there was a place for it because when you've got that kind of big, like, big show feel, you just, you want everyone just hitting their spots. You know what I mean? And then...
0: It was a real bouillet match in Madison yeah. Square Garden. Give us the... Ne- we only have a two-hour show. We're going to give you the names. And, yeah, yeah, it's a good... Yeah. I, I, the I liked it. I, 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 like I it. thought
2: compared to the long edge and, and, and Rollins match, it was a nice compliment to it. And then I appreciated the context you sent me for that... that Basketball player? Yes,
0: <laughs> um, Trey Young. Yeah, but I
2: think even if you hadn't said in that context, I would have kind of got what yeah. was going, and I thought it was very brave of your man to actually show up in Madison Square Garden. That's why
0: he does though, like Trey Young. So like, uh, to kind of give the context to everyone, else, Trey Young's a uh, player for the Al- Atlanta Hawks. Um, And then like when the Knicks were good for the first time in years this season and then COVID was ending and they were opening up and they got to go back to Madison Square Gardens for the playoffs. Trey Young is a young basketball player. He's probably around Corporate Keane's age. Do you know what I mean? And he doesn't give a shit about their dreams. He reveled in destroying their home. Because, like, it was real Madison Square Garden. COVID is over. Let's all have a fucking party energy. And it was really special. But then Trey Young would just come along and absolutely annihilate them several times. (laughs) And he didn't give a fuck. He is. He's got balls of steel. And he's so actually admirable. But it's a really... I remember saying last week, WWE are really good at getting relevant people now it's it's Mm. just a random strength that they're after pulling out of their back pocket and he is so relevant even if it's not necessarily carrying over here it's really good in that arena as soon as it happened i was like fucking genius it was amazing
2: yeah like i got the story even though i I didn't get the relevance which i think is really important and like i love that he showed up I love that like he got sent to the back so you're you're giving the fans come up and yeah. th- you know, I just thought like that's that's a really cool thing to have done, like it's a feel good moment then. Mm-hmm. Um Sami Zayn was incredible dealing with the whole thing as well. And um, so I, I, re- I, I like the ten man and I, I, I'm <laughs> glad it was on. And then the last thing I just thought was really, really good was Bianca and Becky's yes. contract signing oh thank god they took that belt off bianca because she's been absolute fire ever Mm -hmm. since it happened her promos are another level and like oh even the way she's dressing and carrying herself there's like that swagger back where it's just like it's like she's found herself again she's not trying to be the the people please the baby face you know this is what i signed on for she's actually got like a little bit of edge to her again and and becky just going Like full fucking heel Now she is Like that coat's ridiculous I'm sorry Like
1: and it, it, but also
0: as well like I saw a good picture where she's like this is me this is who I've always been you're the ones who are changing and it's such a good line for a heel because it irritates the fans so yeah. much but then I saw a really good picture of her before Covid where she's in a similar jacket and similar kind of mad things like she was actually playing that character but now it's just slightly changed and everything's yeah. slightly different but it's just benefiting Bianca now.
2: yeah I'm so happy with the direction they're going with this mm. feud I think it completely justifies what happened at SummerSlam yeah. And I did steal one of Phil's ideas. He said, and at least give me credit if you're going to keep stealing your, my ideas from your podcast. <laughs> um, he's like, do you think Bianca beats Becky in less than 26 seconds?
0: No, no. No? I think it's going to be We'll talk into it. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be a reasonable match. No, I don't think this is the, the last match. Like right now, and I may change my mind this time next week when we actually preview it, but right now I'm thinking that Becky gets like a roll-up, like she'll get a sneaky, like the way you have it. Oh, in is Bianca. it alright for Becky to uh like get roll-ups and it's, it's, it's
2: alright for Bianca to lose? No, it'll make
0: everyone really pissed off, like, because that's such a shit way to lose. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why it's not the like, end. How like, weak must really you match. be to lose by <laughs> the way? Like, she'll, 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 she'll like pull the toys or something like that, you know what I mean? Like this is where she cheats and like she has to devolve more into it. She's doing the Roman Reigns style heel turn and Reigns wasn't a heel straight away, he was mm. just a little little bit different but a lot of the same characteristics and then it just evolved until like he's in the ring and like you have Afa and Sika putting the thing around him and you like, <laughs> something's changed. He <laughs> just slowly became like the mad king you know. Yeah like, yeah exactly Exactly. Yeah. so that's I think where it's going. Um But it could I don't know who knows. Yeah. <laughs> well look
2: uh, as I said everything was good on Smackdown you know definitely a show worth, worth watching top to bottom and um, I'm not sure if there's anything else i missed out there, but I, I enjoyed the entire
0: thing. Yeah, it was a fantastic episode, I have to say. Um, anyway, guys, big week in uh, wrestling coming up <laughs> for me in particular. We've got the G1 starting. Uh, we're also going to be running our overall and our daily G1 prediction leagues. So get involved. It's it is one of the best things to be involved in the prediction leagues, and it keeps it interesting for you as well. If you want to follow along, uh, but like kind of you, you need a bit of inspiration, so get involved. The main one's going to be on Facebook, and then the daily one is going to be on Twitter as well. Well, um, Corper keen. I have a bit of a bone to pick with you. Oh. Um, the vast majority of my YouTube watching these days now is in the gym. Like, I will watch it on the treadmill, like... You made an absolute tick of me this morning. <laughs> <laughs> for your latest video, because I'm panting away, like... I'm not the fittest guy ever, like... And I'm panting away on the treadmill, but now I'm panting and laughing. So I was like... <laughs> I look like a little dope. <laughs> Tell everybody
1: who your latest video now. Um, I figured that as a divorced dad myself, uh, <laughs> it would be good to get some cameos in from some of the stars to save my marriage and win back my ex-wife. Um, so the goal was uh, Dan Barry um, 2.0, mm-hmm. formerly known as ever in NXT, and um, Alabama trampoline wrestling star Christian Archer. The, the plan was... And to get them to basically pretend that I was friends with them for a very long time and tell a really, really cool story about me that makes me look impressive um, to basically impress my ex-wife Jackie and win her back. And then that didn't work. But it was was (laughs) (laughs)
0: good. Check it out on YouTube. uh, We're retweeting as well. And Kenny Harvey, a big week uh, over the next few days because wrestling's coming back. We're getting back to normal in in Fight Factory.
2: Yeah, Fight Factory is reopening. Um, After a long, what is it, year? Year? 13 14 months since Jesus. we've last been allowed open
0: yeah yeah i think
2: so and um, so yeah with three beginners courses monday evening saturday and sunday there's only two places left on each course it's nearly completely sold out so each course is limited to 12 people just so we can work in pods of six keep everything nice and safe but uh it is nearly sold out so if you do want to start resting drop me a message and i will help you
0: if you've been sitting there during covid and thinking uh, actually, I'm going to give it a go. A lot of people have been reevaluating a lot of things, and you're like, "I'm going to give it a go." There's no better place in the country to get started, uh, like in terms of everything, in terms of reputation, where the wrestlers have gone, safeguarding, and that side of things as well. You're leading the field, like not only in Ireland, but I think like kind of in Europe and, and a lot of the world. So, also
2: um, new full-time coach on board.
0: Oh, oh,
2: Justy. Whee! <laughs> <laughs> so Justy and Phil will be taking the reins on these these classes. Nice. Uh, So I mean like, how long have they been Titanic champions now? 93 days with with, with 17 defenses behind them. Um, amazing amazing so you know great trainers to have on your wrestling journey
0: you get to be given a nickname by justy as well that's a big draw <laughs> so you get to he will like i'm not saying that that's like a promise but like we know justy and he will give you a nickname uh, so uh, check it out uh, check out five factory social media we've retweeted stuff as well so you can check it on our socials as well if you want uh, in the meantime we'll be back next week previewing extreme rails i'll be talking about the g1 no spoilers um, and and uh, whatever else has happened as the week goes on but in the meantime for corporate King for Katie Harvey, I've been Rick Nash, and that's the bottom line. Because Loblo said so.